Greetings and welcome, everyone. It's All You Can Geek Gamescast, episode 361. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Gast, joined by Tony Korkanakis. Yo! And that's it! It's just two of us, again! Two-man show! If you haven't watched the movie cast, there's just two of us this week. Uh, Mike is busy. Corey's MIA. We don't really know. Zombies may have gotten him. We're not sure. Um, Hopefully he's okay out there. Uh, Zombies notice Destiny, too. Yeah, yeah. He's not online. Tony just checked, so... Thank yeah, you, but he could be offline. Thank you, Corey, for not playing uh, Destiny. Yeah, showing himself offline. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, you, as you heard, folks, Destiny 2 is out. Uh, I'll give you my impressions of that in a little bit. But I wanted to kick this off with... Um, we're going to leave the Nintendo news for later. We're going to talk about Bruce Straley um, leaving Naughty Dog. Now, what's crazy, oh, yeah. what's crazy yeah. about this is the fact that I just finished that chapter of Uncharted 4 and how mm-hmm. burnt out both he, him and Neil Druckmann were like they wanted to stop after Last of Us to take a break and come back uh, and they didn't get to do that because Naughty Dog pushed them into Uncharted 4 and there was just no chance they could leave because it was such shambles at that point so they stayed on, they both finished Uncharted 4 and you know that the, uh, he's even more burnt out I can't imagine what Neil Druckmann's going through either, especially now by himself because those two yeah. have been a team forever and, and this is what I've been saying in, in you know the past couple of months, Triple A development is it's about to burst. It is about to burst. It's gotten too. It's going to blow gotten, up in a lot of phases. It's gotten way because, too big. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, I said this at the beginning of um, uh, when the Wii U launched because you know all those Nintendo games for the first year pretty much got delayed. And I mean, even Nintendo is one of the biggest developers in the world. They were struggling with HD development, and they don't even do games as a service. Um, you know, and they don't do the cinematic AAA A like Last of Us, uh, Uncharted, you know, Tomb Raider yeah, type yeah. games. So, I mean, they just require hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people working constantly. Yeah. Because that's the thing is you can't have downtime. You need to be working on something all the time. So it's just uh, – it's a it, tremendous, enormous pressure. Um, I mean, you're talking – this guy, this this guy, uh, Bruce Australia, actually, when he was working on Uncharted 4, was so dedicated to getting the game done. And, and I feel bad about – and I wanted to talk about this on the podcast. Cause <laughs> I, I feel bad because I remember making fun of them for delaying the game those four weeks. Do you rem- I remember that yeah. happening. And we're like, what the fuck are they going to do? But in that book that I'm reading, which is called Blood, uh, Sweat, and Pixels, uh, great book so far. Uh, Jason Schreier yeah. of uh, Kotaku. Kotaku, yeah. Great book. Fantastic book so far. If you're wondering what to pick up, it's been so good so far. I've done three chapters. It's three games so far I've gotten through. And uh, it's been excellent. Uh, but this Uncharted section was just because it's so recent that it was like, you know, Mass Effect is next, by the way, for me. So mm. I, I'm actually wondering if I'm going to feel bad for them because of the amount of shit they've gone through. But I don't know because I've played the game and I didn't like it. Uncharted 4, at least I liked, you know? Yeah. So, anyways, the, they talk about crunch time, which you mentioned immediately on, on Slack. Uh, and, and it's not that crunch time is required hours to work. It's just that because people are dedicated to getting the product done, they're working 80 hours a week. And they're there. Right. So, right. so the, this guy, for instance, bought a, bought, he rented an apartment across the street from the yep. studio so he wouldn't have to drive home to save an hour of drive back and forth each day to save two hours a day. So yeah. he can be there to work. That's what he yeah. did. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I, you know, not every developer requires crunch time, but the thing is, when it's encouraged by management or leadership, whatever you want to call it, and 
you know, well, the majority the of people is, like, are going to do it because... Here's the thing, like, the know, management themselves, like I just said, they were doing it themselves. So it's oh, like, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, absolutely, it, because somebody's the, got to watch yeah. it. Yeah, and then, and then they even said, like, people would feel bad if they're going to leave and they see you working, they stay because you're sitting there working your butt yeah. off and they feel bad because they're yep, only exactly. human. You know what I mean? Yep. Exactly. Yeah, it's like yeah. guilt, guilt by association because yeah. it's like you feel like you're letting the team and the company down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's a bad culture, unfortunately. Um, and, you know... Um, I, I'm the first one to criticize Microsoft in moving to a games-as-a-service model, or that's what most of the games are turning out to be. But honestly, uh, games-as-a-service model, uh, there's some benefit to it because you don't have to be pressured to meet those deadlines. So, like, one of my favorite games, League of Legends, uh, they the game is out. They're, the game has always been out. It's yeah. always, Well, not always, but, I mean, for years it's been out. Uh, they release champions when they need to. They release patches when they need to. They can make user interface updates when they need to. They don't have to rush anything um, because the game is out there. The game is making the money. Um, you know, they're engaging the community. So it's not like, oh, crap, we had to delay something and now people are hurting. We might have to have layoffs and stuff like that. But, you know, as a first party, as one of the big first parties, I think there's an obligation to balance games as a service and, like, giving... Yeah, the single so, player experiences so and stuff like that. Just a quick snippet. To, I'm not, you guys should read the books. I'm not going to give you the whole book story, but like those four weeks that they had there enabled them to delay the printing of the disc so that they could have actually because otherwise that game was going to ship broken, like straight broken. Like it did yep. ship. It needed a patch. <laughs> remember, it was a big day one patch, but yep. you could have played it if you just had the disc. You could have gotten through the game. There was like game ending bugs in that first like before that game was going to get printed, and that's when. Um, uh, the president of Sony called um, I forget his name shit uh, um, who's the guy uh, Sean Layden oh Sean Layden okay. yeah, yeah he called him and he's like okay he's like what do you need and he's like I need another month and he's like okay it'll ship in May so they were really good about it delaying it one more month they didn't seem to care and you know what it was I think they just knew they had a, such a great product it didn't matter to them but yeah. that extra month gave them enough time and so now I understand when things get delayed that short window uh, maybe it's because they found a game ending gl- bug and they don't want to ship the disc like that so yeah. it's it's cool to know that because I always wonder what the fuck are you doing for a month? Yeah, no, it, it's interesting to see it. Um, so I think when yeah, obviously when we see that like hey, we just need a couple extra weeks, you know, it's one thing. But when you look at like Crackdown three, I mean that's being pushed back like half a year. So it's mm. kind of like that's game ending, not good. Is what that is. <laughs> that's that's uh, a game is not good. Yeah, that's, that's what that is. Good. It's like uh, this needs more time in the oven. And you know what's funny is everybody that played that game said the same thing. Yeah. Like there's so many journalists I've heard on podcasts on, on 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 news articles saying that game needed more time. So, like at least Microsoft delayed it. Uh, they don't have anything this year, as we make fun of them about, but they did delay it. It it's kind of I don't want to turn this to a Microsoft shit show, but it's it's I saw somebody tweet the other day uh, about how when they canceled Scalebound, you know, they had Microsoft PR actually release something and said, you know. With uh, Phil Spencer, like, oh, you know, we're, we're sad, blah, 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 but we believe Xbox, you know, owners are going to have one of the best years ever with the following titles. And it's like Crackdown 3, um, the pirate game, uh, Forza, and something else. And all of them got delayed yeah, except, except for Forza. Forza yeah. Yeah. Um, like, uh, the thing is, and, and you know what's crazy? After reading also, again, I'm referring back to this book, but Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, by the way. Uh, again, I'll mention it. Um, Pillars of. Uh, Pillars of what was it, Eternity or I can't remember the name of the the book the, the game that came out, but uh, Obsidian Obsidian was making Obsidian. an RPG for Microsoft. Yes, yes. Yep. So that was this a big is, show. Yeah, so that's the problem because Microsoft's uh, eyes were too big for the stomach. They kept wanting more and more and more things in this grand RPG that made it impossible to develop. You just it was impossible. Like 
I understand we, we, we harp on them about not coming up with new content, new or IPs, uh, and being original. And then, like, I hear this story, and I'm like, well, this is kind of... That means they went, they went way too far with that. Like, there's a line where, like, I want original games, guys. You don't have to, like, give me this super RPG that, like, is, like, Destiny mixed with uh, Dragon Age that, you know, yeah. it's almost impossible to build. It's it's like, impossible. Just yeah. build us an IP that's that's fun. Like, build us a single-player experience that I can enjoy. But, yeah. you know, it's really... I mean, it's a great book, though, for those wondering. And, and I... I you know, hearing Bruce Australia leave Naughty Dog and not announce what he's doing, I know that he just wants to take a break. He's just burnt out. Yeah, and, you know, the thing is, I was talking about this in Slack chat, maybe, or another um, earlier podcast, but, like, when... Because, um, again, Jason Trier uh, probably said this in the book, that it's hard for the industry to find lead developers anymore because... Or lead developers, lead game designers, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Because one pro one AAA project that goes on for years, like, sucks the soul out of people. Like, yeah. you're working consistently more than way more than 40 hours like, a week you're getting paid way less than you would in any other related tech industry for that same job um you know and for what you know like prestige sure but i mean that only takes you so far until you're like well shit you know i got a family i got kids i got you know other stuff i want to do in life I, that I, you can't do i fully expect neil Druckmann to do the same thing after last of us 2 actually yeah. gets out and that's the thing i, I don't see these people stick around the game industry it, yeah. they'll, they'll just leave yeah, uh, and it's a scary thing because, you know, they're good at their jobs, and you're, right, you're they're burning good at them their out. jobs. You're burning right. Them we're out. burning right. They're getting burnt out, and the thing is, I don't think people are replacing them. And I want to point to Mass Effect and Drama as a great example of of a product that, on paper, you know, Electronic Arts, uh, new studio, you know, thrown money at. They had like four years of development time, but they just didn't have a vision. They didn't have that that leader there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I just think it, it's we're not going to see the repercussions for years, but when when it happens, uh, we're like, just going to be like. And I'll give uh, Nintendo credit on this one. I'll throw them some credit here. Like they have had the same like Shigeru Miyamoto has never been burnt out on games, and they build single player games that like for instance Mario and stuff like that and Zelda that we all really really enjoy, and it's not clearly not burning people out there. Like whatever mm -hmm. they're doing with their games, they're, they are, in my opinion, they are AAA titles, and they're just not as grand of scale. Like you have a good idea, and Zelda's pretty big, but yeah. it, it's not. I, they I, don't. I yeah. Yeah. They didn't. They, they I, I, didn't overreach. They, yeah, exactly. They don't overextend. They don't get. You know, their eyes aren't too big for their stomachs. They're like, this is what we want. Like, you know, I'm trying to remember the last time like a, a Nintendo game flat out just got canceled. Um, I can't can't really remember that. Um, I'm not sure. You know, yet. usually maybe some smaller titles or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So uh, whatever Nintendo's doing, and you know, they seem to be uh, letting the younger generation uh, do it. Like Splatoon, uh, that that IP was the the new generation of Nintendo developers. Uh, Arms, you know, Nintendo developers. So you know, it's it's interesting seeing what they're coming out with. Um, you know, and especially with stuff from the uh, classic series like Mario and. Uh, Zelda with uh, Koizumi and um... oh shit, I can't remember his name. Who did Zelda? Um... Um, the guy that just did um... Breath of the Wild. Uh... Yeah, it's. Um... I have to look it up now. It's gonna bother me. Can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm trying to. It's not gonna be on here, is it? <laughs> Damn it! Give me manuals. 
By the way, that was crazy. An Anuma. Anuma. That, by the way, that was crazy to do buy a 360 game and have an instruction manual in it back in Flipageddon. Because yep. yep. like, you have to open them. And it was just, I'm like, oh my god, an instruction manual. Look at that. <laughs> Anyways, like, so yeah. Like, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's like you know, they, they do a better job of, of balancing out that, that, um, Reining it in, not getting too far, overextending. So, mm -hmm. all right, let's um, let's move into the Pootie Pie. Pootie Pie, I don't care. Yeah, Pootie Pie. Pootie Pie. Uh, his. Fuck this guy, man. This guy needs to not be on YouTube anymore. Like, why? I mean, why does he still have work? He, yeah, exactly. Like that's. God, this is frustrating, because like I remember years ago um, when I was dating an ex-girlfriend, she loved PewDiePie. I, I was just like, why? <laughs> I, like, I don't know. And this is before all like the controversial shit came out. This is when he was just like screaming while playing video games or watching movies and just yelling. And I'm just like, this isn't even entertaining. It's just because this dude is like attractive and has an accent um, and just exaggerate, like over acts and over exaggerates. Like that's not quality content. No, no he's um, never had then, quality content, in my opinion. But yeah, and then over the years, we just see all this bullshit. With, like you know, and then slowly we started seeing like there's a lot of rape jokes. There was a lot of like, yeah, what was it? The, I think there was a Jewish. He made a racist thing, right? comment earlier. I know that, and I think it was Jewish. Everything was Jewish, is what it was. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Jewish, and everybody you know defended him on that and saying it was you know just a throwaway line and stuff like that. Now he's got a racial slur thrown in there uh, yep. in a game, and so. I I think the story is he was playing Player Unknown Battlegrounds yeah. online, mm -hmm. and one of his teammates died, and he, you know, said, "You fucking ninja." N word. Ninja. Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna say the word ninja. Yeah. Uh, and he, the way he said it was so, like, it's full of vitriol, and not even that, but just the way, like, it came out so effortlessly, and he didn't even right away, he didn't even seem like he knew what he had done. It was just kind of like business as usual. Um, so yeah, fuck this guy. I mean, yeah. it, it, like regardless of what I think of him before all this happened, like you can't have that. I mean, he's the number one YouTube uh, personality, one of the biggest Twitch streamers. Just like why are we continue to give him a platform? Because all this is doing is teaching younger kids, hey, it's okay to be racist. Yeah, it's terrible. He does have kids that can watch his videos, and it's just unbelievable. Yep. Uh, so he should he should be definitely banned from YouTube and whatever he's getting. Uh, yeah, and that's money -wise. a frustrating thing. Right, that's, uh, and that's the frustrating thing is that none of the entities, you know, Google with YouTube or you know Amazon with Twitch, seem to have any repercussions for him because he makes them too much money. Uh, all right, so yeah, that's bullshit stuff. Um, let's move fuck on to Nintendo. You, uh, yeah, well, fuck him. Somebody should fight him. They should. <laughs> Nintendo news. Uh, we have short blurb before the direct. Uh, the SNES will get an extended life on the shelf. They're going into the next year. For you to buy them, uh, which is previous just just the holiday for 2017. Reggie has come on record saying, "I would not buy the ones you see scalpers are selling because you will find them on the shelves." Yep. I say bullshit, but <laughs> prove me wrong, Reggie. Prove me wrong. Um, um, and then the best, the a better. But news, wait, there's more. But wait, there's one more thing. Well, not more than that, but uh, NES Classic, the mini console, will be back on shelves in the summer of 2018. Yep. That's Shocking, because I thought we'd hear about the N64. I mean, here's here's what I imagine happened. Um, because, again, when the NES Classic came out, from what I've read in the interviews, they looked at what the most popular, you know, uh, whatever um, TV hookups, whatever you want to call them, the multi-game thing, multi-game console that hooks into retro game console. Yeah. They looked at the most popular ones, the ones that sold the most, and were like, okay, we'll base our numbers off of this. 
Like, I don't think any of those other ones have ever sold in excess of a million units. So they're like, all right, we'll 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 make a million units. That sounds good enough. <laughs> Most of these games are out on the virtual console for both Wii U and uh, you know um, 3DS. So. Most most of our hardcore fan base probably aren't going to want this, and then they come out with an awesome marketing campaign uh, that was built up from E3 into the you know uh, winter season, and it's just like it was the hot must-have item of the holiday season, or one of them. And at the point that it was apparent that they wanted people wanted, there's pent up huge demand. They're like, well, shit, we already ordered this many. I guess we'll keep the factories open for a little while, but we already plan to transition into the SNES Classic. Yeah. Um, which, again, when it comes to manufacturing, it's not like you could just flip a switch like that and just be like, yeah, we want an extra million NES Classics uh, to sell and box and ship to uh, the United States. It just does not happen that quick. It takes weeks, if not months. Um, so the demand for the NES Classic, I think, definitely adjusted their expectations for the SNES Classic, mm-hmm. which was why I'm leading to believe that we will see more of them and you will be able to see them on shelves more often than you did the NES Classic. Uh, but in addition, now they were able to scale. I'm pretty sure they probably opened up another factory for the N64 Classic, which is probably coming next year, yeah. um, and managed to open up another one for the NES Classic because it's really just free money for them. Yeah. Free money. Well, with the uh, Super Nintendo coming out, that's the one I want. Uh, I, I actually, I, if they announce an N64 console, that's the one I, I want that one too. I might as well get the NES as well. What, what, right, am, so. what, am, I, what am I saying? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. The GameCube Classic. But I don't know if I'm going to, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to play that one anymore. Like, I've moved on to the SNES now. Like, I really want that. I want to play it. I want to play Star Fox 2. Uh, on the N64, I better get, get me some Wave Race, I hope. Please get oh. me Wave Race on there. Um, but, you know, we'll see because they lost the Kawasaki thing. But you can easily cut that out. I th- I'm I'm pretty sure they did because I have it on Wii or Wii U as a virtual console title, and mm-hmm. I, I think they just removed the yeah, Kawasaki stuff. Pilot Wing 64. I want some good stuff on there. Yeah, I definitely want some good stuff. All right, so we had a Nintendo Direct today. Um, a lot of stuff announced. Hopefully, making Jim wrong about something. Uh, the release date for we're going to start off with the release date for Xenoblade uh, Chronicles 2, December 7th of this year. Um, not out yet, Tony. It is not out yet. When it's on the when it's out, well, you wanted a release date. You yes, wanted a release I did. Date. I did. I'm it. very, I'm very happy they gave me a release date. I really am happy about that. Um, I'm very happy, and and I really hope that's the release date. I hope it doesn't get delayed. Uh, the faster, like as we get closer, and if it doesn't get moved, like beginning of November, I'm gonna be very, very confident we're gonna get this game. It's already available on pre-order. Yeah, yeah. So I hope, I hope we get it. That's the big news of this conference for me. Um, but uh, there was a lot of content in this direct. Uh, a lot of 3ds stuff to start. Um, I didn't link the actual direct. What am I doing? So I don't know. Do you have con- access to that real quick to talk about what was going through here? Uh, yeah. Let's see. They started off with Pokemon um, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which you know, whatever. If you like Pokemon, you probably already know if you're getting these games or not. Yeah. Um, you know, that's so that's cool, I guess. Um, then they followed up with what I thought was a cool. Um, the, is was the Mario Party thing after that? The Mario Party. Um, I don't know if it was immediately after. It might have been Minecraft. Oh, Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft. Like, yep. All of a sudden, they're like, hey, Minecraft, available on the Nintendo, like the new Nintendo 3DS, right now, on the eShop. Yeah. So they're actually following this E3, uh, this uh, direct presentation. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, you've just been keeping this quiet for months, if not years, that Minecraft was coming to Nintendo, you know, the new 3DS. 3DS. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just god the system will not die no it won't. Um, no it won't. it's just so weird because nintendo has been notorious at just like letting their systems just die quietly and quickly 
um, and the 3DS just refuses to die. I mean, they got Mario Party to top 100. Uh, top which, 100. Which uh, is dude, awesome. Been, please, been, please have that I on the Switch. I know, right? Like yeah. that's the thing that pisses me off because I have been saying this for years. I was like, I wish they would make a Mario Party best of compilation game that combined the best boards, the best mini games from all the Mario Party. Because like, there's what like a dozen Mario Party games across all the systems and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But the thing is, you only get probably like you know 10% of those are, are good from each individual game. But if you take all the best ones, you have the best of the best. Yeah. Um, so it was a pleasant surprise to see that they actually listened to like fans because I wasn't the only one. I'm obviously yeah, saying that. Yeah. Like, all right, sweet, it's coming out 3DS. I was like, motherfucker, motherfucker. I mean, I understand because the 3DS is still you know 70 million units sold, um, and the audience is a bit younger than the Switch is right now, obviously because of price and availability issues. But like, why not both? Yeah. Why not both? I respect them for having it download play, so you only need one cartridge to play at the full. Yeah, play. that's great, yeah. Um, but, you know, do it on the Switch, too, because here's the thing. Like, two Joy-Cons, you can at least play two-player, you know, carry an extra what? set of Joy-Cons. You, you just reminded me, by the way. Portable Mario Party! I would like to point out, by the way, that the Nintendo did update their app today for the for the um, yep. iOS and Android, uh, where you can actually t- turn your phone off now and still chat. Yeah, it has uh, a basic functionality. Finally! <laughs> we got there! We did it! So I do really like to point that out. But yeah, I don't know why they didn't decide to do that. I know it's late. Basically, this stuff was probably being made earlier, and they just can't make the Switch that quickly. Okay? Wait, no, no pun intended there. Um... Uh, but yeah, I think that's really what it was. So I do think that we will get some of these games moved over to the Switch as we um, move on in time here, like next year. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, I, but a new Pokemon themed uh, 2DS XL, like, yep. guys, come on, come on. Yep. So they have a Metroid one coming out that looks awesome. It does. Uh, SNES it does. Classic one that looks awesome. Yeah. Pokemon one that looks awesome. But I'm just like I don't want any more three or two DSs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, so then we finally get into the Switch stuff. They had um, some surprises on here, actually. We got a Kirby's uh, new game on Switch. It's called the, the Kirby game they showed was actually uh, Kirby Star Allies, which is a multiplayer Kirby game. It looks actually kind of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. January 19th, 2018, so it's an early game, which is cool, because there's usually not much earlier in the year. Um, uh, I think you got... So there's, there's two different Kirby games talked about. Oh, oh okay. There was one on 3DS, and that's in January. Oh, okay. The they one really... on Switch is... Okay, I mixed Right, they said the one on Switch is ha- uh, half... The first half of 2018. Okay. All right. So maybe we'll get a May release date on yeah. that one. Um, that looks good, though. Uh, we also saw um, Skyrim coming out on the Switch November 17th of this year. It's it's finally happening. That that big game that they teased uh, is happening. Yeah. Um, and and it's, it's kind of big because uh, Nintendo, you know, Mario's coming out in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Xenoblade Chronicles is the first week of December. So they literally gave Skyrim... Uh, like the premiere, like the week before Thanksgiving, which yeah. is like the, the week before has usually been reserved for Nintendo's like biggest game of the season. Well, it looks uh, like, uh, like Chronicles like, wasn't able to make it, so it gave it a yeah. nice padding. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. significant for you know Nintendo and Bethesda, as we'll. Well, well get Bethesda to shocked the hell out of me here. This was yes. probably the surprise of the show for me. Was not even like it's amazing that the release date of Xenoblade Chronicles being this year is not my surprise of the show. Like the surprise of the show here is Doom and Wolfenstein Two, the new one, is coming yep. to Nintendo Switch. Yeah, so. that was weird because um, if you watch the presentation, they had like the little preview snippets where like it, it showed like the header of each like clip that was about to be played, and one of them with question marks was two uh, two iconic shooters. I was like. Iconic shooters, like what yeah. the hell are we talking about here? Yeah. Like Goldeneye, like I, I don't understand. 
Uh, but they're yeah. like, yeah. Doom will uh, be out this Doom. holiday, and then uh, Wolfenstein early next year for the Switch. Yep. So Bethesda's on board. Yeah, I, I think it's incredible that Bethesda is on board before Skyrim is even out, and they see how it performs. They're like, yeah, yeah we'll give you Doom, we'll give you Wolfenstein too. Yeah. Um, there you go. Meanwhile, people like fucking Capcom are like, oh, let's release a, a test game, uh, Ultra Street Fighter 2. Sells on like half a million units. Uh, all right, well, well, let's release um, uh, Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 and see how it does. Um, and uh, Japan, Monster Hunter Double Cross, uh, Japan only, because um, we, don't, we don't know. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? I mean, God, they just released the Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 on uh you know xbox and playstation i'm just like are you dumb <laughs> are you dumb yeah like all the other Mer- like uh, mega man style games right now are on the top charts of the eShop or have been when they launched mighty gunvolt versed um azure strikers uh dual pack um you know not a direct correlation but um Blaster Master Zero, oh, yeah. that was charting and stuff like that. So, like, there's a pent-up demand for those retro-style games. Mega Man is a retro gaming, like, icon. Yeah. How is it not... I, I can't imagine that it would take a while to do, like, hey, look, collection, one and two on the Switch. I mean, it just... You can't tell me that would take significant amount of time or resources, but whatever. Fuck Capcom. Moving yep. on. Yep. Uh, moving on. We had... Um... Uh, surprise game, uh, Project Octopath Traveler. I want to talk about from Square Enix. Um, yes. So that's done from the same team that did Bravely Def- Default. Default as well, right? Yes, it did. Okay. Yep. So it was that same team. It looked interesting. It looked pretty cool. An old style graphic game um, coming. To Looks the like Switch. a Final Fantasy from the Super Nintendo era. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's coming to the Switch. Uh, they're actually is the demo. See, this is where I got crossed up. They he said video after the after they showed it. I know they said demo in the writing, but then, um, what's the so, name? Yeah, then they said Koizumi. video. Kazumi said during the video, like, it was a video coming out. So, so they have an extended gameplay video trailer okay. up online on YouTube channel and stuff like that, but there was also a demo that came out right after the presentation. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'll be downloading that myself, so. Yep. Uh, that's cool. I'll be looking at, uh, checking that out. That looks really cool. Um, what else do we have here? Oh, um, Mario. Obviously, Mario was shown. There was a couple other things after Mario, uh, before Mario, but we'll go to Mario right now. Mario Odyssey was shown with uh, a lot of new territories. The game looks huge. It does. Uh, it's insane how, like, each time we've been seeing this game, and mind you, we've only been seeing it since, uh, what, January or February with the uh, Switch sizzle reel before launch. Yeah. Um, but, like, how, how awesome this game is. And each time they show more footage, I just continue to be, like, more impressed and more blown away because it just... They are cranking the ridiculousness up to 11 um, yeah. in terms of like what you're doing. Like, yeah, you could uh, possess a T-Rex. Now you're um, possessing, like, I don't know, some, like, uh, squirrel, uh, flying squirrel-like dinosaur, which yeah, has, like, pretty cool. you know, things. Uh, um, the Ice World looked really good. The Ice World looked good. Um, just, like, all the di- different outfits that Mario can have, and, you know, they're actually going to have an, uh, an effect on gameplay. Mario can run around just swim trunk. So, you know, in one year, we have both Link and Mario running around in just, like, their underwear or swing trunks. Yep, so it's just, yep. like, uh, you get that, you know, fan service. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that game looks incredible, and just the scope, they're like, yeah, look at all these, like, you, moons that you could find in levels. Like, holy shit. Are you actually, like, I'm actually surprised they're releasing a bundle. Like, the Switch is selling on its own by itself, yeah, um, they 
Like, Nintendo is not taking prisoners this year. No, they're, they're like, doing, they're fuck you guys. Well year, yeah. 2017 is the year of the Switch. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're releasing, they are releasing this game, for those wondering, in a bundle with the, with the Switch. If you don't own a Switch yet, you can get the Mario bundle, which is going to sell like fucking hotcakes because it's Mario he's going to sell like yep. hotcakes anyways uh, yep. buying the Switch with it it's like buying an old Nintendo it's going to bring back memories immediately of buying a yep. Nintendo system with Mario um, it, it just seems like all is right in the world when they bundle a Mario game with their system like that's yeah, just, they're going to have its own controller red controllers uh, it comes with a carrying case I believe as well mm-hmm. uh, which looked pretty cool um, so it looked good looked good I didn't, didn't get a price for it but it will release with the game it's 380 380 there you go so Good deal. You get the case for free. Well, not for free, but you know. You get the yeah. You get the case for twenty. Yeah. They um had some other stuff. DLC for Zelda. They had some information for that. Um, when's that releasing? Did we get a release date? Uh, no, that's the strange thing. They didn't release it. They said it mm. will be coming out soon. Uh, news of when it will launch soon. Uh, the cool thing is the, I mean, cool or not cool, depending on how your stance is. But the uh, Champions Amiibo uh, are coming out. I think in November they said. That's when I expected um, it when they came out. I really yeah, was. that's what I did too. I maybe it just maybe it's, uh, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but uh, the cool thing is when you scan them in the game, you get um, gear that's respective of their the dungeons that they represented in the game, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. That's cool. Um, so yeah, that's a neat little feature. Yeah. Um, oh, arms. They had an arms. The character uh, did they date that the arms character and, and DLC for today. That? Today. Today was okay. right after the Nintendo Direct. All right. Um, Pop is the new character, Lola I think. Pop, yep. And uh, it, it's funny because we just talked about in the movie cast um, it, but the new character is a clown, female clown, and uh, uh, I don't know. They, sh- I, I, I wish Nintendo had found a way to like cross market like with it. In, in the- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, it X arms like uh, a crossover. You never knew you wanted. Yep. And uh, we also got a MOBA coming to Switch. Uh, Tencent Arena Valor. Uh, which is uh, launched on mobile. Um, free beta coming to Switch. Uh, no release date, but that's yeah. coming too. But, uh, and this is the thing where I'm kind of interested, because that's interesting. Um, I, I won't personally play it that much, I don't think, uh, because my MOBA is League. But I think it speaks volumes to if that takes off, because the thing is the MOBA genre is very undeveloped on consoles. Yeah. Um, but with a Switch and just the nature of its portability and stuff, because the thing is, if you're playing a mobile, everybody needs their own device, which is usually a computer. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to, like, you know, nobody has LAN parties anymore or stuff like that. It's just not feasible. But a Switch LAN party, I mean, that, that could be doable. Um, the other interesting thing is, like, this just kind of falls in line with, because this was previously a mobile game on, you know, phones, phone devices. Mm-hmm. Um, and before the Switch launched, I, you know, I made this prediction that said we were going to see, at the very, like, we're going to see the Nintendo mobile games released on the Nintendo Switch because it had a touchscreen and everything. So Super Mario Run, Fire Emblem Heroes, um, or whatever the fucking Mii game was. Uh, we haven't seen any of those, but we've seen all these other yeah, previous mobile-only games come to the Nintendo Switch. I'm like, why Why aren't you putting Super Mario Run out there? Why aren't you putting Fire Emblem Heroes out there? Yeah, um, it's, yeah. it's kind of weird to me. Uh, lastly, we got the Arcade Archives. Uh, mm. Which is classic games being released by Nintendo. Let's see, the Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers game is coming out first at the uh, September 22nd, I want to say. Yeah, it should be um, end of the month. Yeah. 
Now, what are these games exactly? Are these like multiplayer versions of the games that like battle mode games versions? Yeah. So before Nintendo got like into the console business, they had made a couple arcade games like, Don uh, you know, obviously Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, they released some what they called versus games where it was like Ice Climbers versus Mario Brothers versus where it was like, you know, you went and then the other person went and see if they get a better score or beat the level faster, you know, so on and so forth. Um, kind of cool for historical purposes because like it's not like they released those games ever um for at least home distribution that i'm aware of yeah um so that's pretty cool what yeah. the one i'm interested in is uh they have the punch out arcade game yeah i saw that like, the original punch out arcade game which is very different from nes punch out um it, it has like a wireframe uh, if anybody's played smash brothers on wii u uh, little mac has a wireframe version of him uh, and it's supposed to represent the arcade punch out game cool. so uh, it looks pretty cool. It's done by the same uh, the same development group uh, or whatever you want to call them, uh, Hamster. They've been doing all the SNK stuff. Mm -hmm. So it looks like those games have been solved well. Where Nintendo's like, you know what? Let's do it for our games too. So yeah, get them out there. Uh, although you know, I'd still love uh, hear news about a virtual console. Yeah, yeah, nothing about that, which is sho not shocking because they're announcing all of these um, collectible systems. You know, like they're, they're, they keep releasing them. So, uh, anyways, uh, what else? Anything else? That it for that? I think that's it. I think that was the big, that's that was the one. major highlights of the Nintendo yeah. Direct, which it's a good presentation. Uh, I mean, gave 45 us minutes um, long. forty-five minutes long, gave us a good taste of what's to come. Some new surprise. I mean, the the fact that Doom is coming out before yeah. the end of the year, like that's that's crazy. Yeah. Quick port, um, quick port for it. And that game was was pretty good. Uh, yeah. So if you haven't played it, um, definitely definitely take a look at it. It's portable. All right, uh, getting to what we've been up to, Tony. What have you been playing? Uh, you know, uh, I meant to play Nier uh, Automata, and I just have not gotten a chance to. Um, okay. Been a bit busy, so it's pretty much Hearthstone and uh, League of Legends. Okay. I mean, all I did was um, I played some Destiny. I've played about five hours, so I will tell you my impressions. Okay. Yeah, let's go. It is... It, it is... Okay. The game is actually really great what they've done with the narrative. Uh, they've done okay. a very good job integrating the story. They seem to have learned their lesson and make it like a, an involving cutscenes, a lot of cutscenes, really throwing a lot of story that you know, at you that it makes sense most of the time. Doesn't make sense sometimes, but it makes most sense most of the time. Um, the voice acting is very good. There's fun characters in it that make it fun. Um, Was it supposed to be fun though? I you're I mean, supposed to feel like a badass, and it's weird because the game knocks you down in the beginning because you're not you don't have any light. So it's like you can't be a badass. But the game has always been designed around you being a badass, taking on hordes and hordes and hordes of enemies. So that being said. Uh, I, while I do like the weather effects they put in this game, it does look better. Give them credit there, because mm -hmm. I, was, I was slamming them for the game not looking better. It does look better. However, originality does not give them any points, because it is all the exact same enemies they had in the first game. With zero, I haven't experienced anything new. Nothing new enemy-wise. Like, zero. That's scary. Zero. That's scary. I know. And I'm like, I'm not going to give them a free pass on that. Like I'm like, that is, come on, this is a sequel. And all you did was you didn't even reanimate new enemies because they're all the, exactly the same stuff I faced already before. And I know how to beat these people. Like, we already know how to fight them because I fought them in the first game. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know. I was very, I'm very bummed that there aren't new enemies. Uh, it is very confusing for those... I can't see... First of all, I can't see how it's not confusing. I understand kind of what I'm doing because I've played the first game. The way that they changed that first game into what it became, I, I was there and I understood it. This game is now what the first game became, and it's just like thrown to the wolves. They don't tell you what to do. There's a point where you can't. I couldn't advance last night because I wasn't level 11. 
so I had to grind. But they don't tell you what to do. There's, I can't find any really missions, and I ended up doing world encounters until I got level 11, which didn't take that long, but like it seemed tedious. Like I feel like I want to advance the story. Why can't I play through the story? I hate grind. I hate grinding. Um, you know, and I've only done it once here, so I'm not going to kill it for that. But it did take me two hours last night to get level 11, so now I can advance the story if I want to play it tonight. Um, Weapons-wise, I guess it's new, but I don't feel like it's new. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see the differences in the weapons. Corey is in-depth on this game, and I'm sure he will tell you the differences. But as a, you know, pretty general fan of the game, first game, I will tell you they feel very the same. Very much the same. And gear... It just seems like the entire time I'm getting gear in this game, all I'm doing is like basically throw, upgrading, 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 throwing it out, because you know that you're going to go. All you're building for is the end game stuff. You don't care what you're getting drops wise right now. Like I'm just, you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. just swapping out gear. Like it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm not even reading the stats. I'm just putting on the highest level stuff I can get, and uh, it just feels like that needs to be a little bit more steady. And I don't understand infusions. I don't know how to work infusions. Last, do you do you even know what I'm talking about? Nope. Exactly, because I don't know what I'm talking about. I play the game. So it's like, in infusion, you're infusing your armor to level it up, but there's nothing in the game about how to do that. There's no tutorial about how to do that for for people. So it's like, if you've never played this game before, you have an epic armor piece that I just got, for instance, that you, it's like it's like 105 armor, right? It's never going to last. It's like, I got a level 4. And I'm like, why would I keep this? It's only level 4. I'm going to be level 20 at the end of this game. And then and Happel was like, oh, well, you can level it up. I'm like, Oh, that's right, infusion. I'm like, how does that? I don't even know how that works. So I don't know how that works, and I played the first game. Uh, and if I didn't know that because I was talking to these guys, I would have like de'd that armor. You know what I mean? I would just it would have been stupid for me to keep that armor. So, yeah. um, not saying it's a terrible game. It's got a lot of users. It's just exactly what I was. I, it's pretty close to what I was fearing. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give them credit on the story, but it is more of it's just destiny. I just—it's uh, I mean, a big DLC like, pack. It's a big DLC pack. Right, and the, like the thing is, like from what I've heard, you know, and again, I haven't played the game, so I'm not going to speak to um, what it is. But from general impressions I, I got from speaking to others, uh, including yourself, it's just—it's like, hey, it's—it's it's more of Destiny One. So yep. if if that's what you want, a continuation of Destiny One, it's great. Nothing wrong it, with it. Yeah. It's not. Doesn't revolutionize. I it don't. I don't see a reason for new people to jump on. Mm-hmm. And and that's my opinion. That's really I just don't I can't tell you, Tony. You should try this game. It's fucking awesome. It's it's Destiny. That's it. Like yeah. it's nothing. It's nothing that's gonna bring new fans in. So. Yeah. And it's less. And, and uh, there's less content. Like you don't get your sparrow. You don't get your vehicle in the beginning. Like you used to in the first game. You don't get that vehicle. I'm have to walk to places right now still. And yeah. And that was in the first game. You got that right away. And uh, there's less. Um, there's less. I think it's a shorter campaign. It's less than ten hours the campaign. So I'm almost done with the campaign at five, six hours in. I'm almost done. So. See, I, like the thing is, like, where does the story does the story pick up exactly where Destiny One left off? Because, like, what do they? Is the character no. you play in Destiny Two supposed to be a continuation of your character? It is your. 1? It is your character, which is cool. That is, I'll give them credit. They move your character into it. It's exactly who I built. It's my character, just without my light and all my armor's gone. Because for some reason, when you lose your light, you lose your armor. Uh, I would have preferred to let you take your armor and then just make it shit-worthy. Like, you know, like WoW does? Like, you can wear your armor if you want. It's just not going to... I can put Nemesis equipment on as a warlock. Doesn't mean I'm going to yeah. do well with it. You know what I mean? No. Like, yeah. 
I feel like that would have been a great um, feature to have for people that have worked their ass off for thousands of hours in this game to get armor that was customized for them. And then I haven't even gotten into the shader controversy, which is if you pay to play this oh. game, you're better than other people. Because <laughs> there's advancement shaders that increase your weapons and armor that you can buy. I mean, you can get them in the game. You can earn them. But you can also just straight buy them, and it gives you an advantage in combat. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, you can... I mean, Corey's not here. You can... I'm being, like, pretty objective about it. I'm, I'm being nice, and I'm also being, like... I'm, I'm not surprised. I would like to hear what Corey really thinks of it, honestly. I would. But I think he loves it's, it. It's unfortunate. It's yeah. unfortunate. But, um... It's what you get these days. It's how yeah. you... It's how they're gonna fund, uh, you know, all the DLC stuff that well, you're gonna have to pay for anyway, so... Yeah, that's true. So... Uh, and it's weird, because, like, uh, I think we've gotten sales from the UK and Destiny 2 is 50% lower than Destiny 1. Now, of course, you could say it's years into the generation now, a lot more people are buying digital. Obviously, yes, I agree with that statement. But like 50%? I don't yeah, think it's a 50%. I don't think it's 50%. Split. Like I that's really so. high. I agree. Um, in Japan, it's down 50%. Um, so... Yeah, I, I agree. I just don't... I don't know what their expectations are, but I I don't think they're hitting Destiny 1 numbers. Like, no, that's, I, don't, I don't think so. Because, you know, again, that was, uh, what, three years ago when it came out? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was one of the first, like... Because I remember that was the first console game I got when I bought my PlayStation 4. Because it was, like, the new hotness. It was like, oh, cool, this is the revolutionary first-person shooter for, you know, PlayStation slash Xbox. Yeah. Depending on if you want to count Titanfall or not. But, um... Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. And now it's just another one among dozens. Yeah, I know. I know. So, uh, you know, it's fun to play. I don't know how much time I'm going to invest in the game right away like here's the thing like I feel like I have this I have Mario Rabbids I want to get back into I have Yakuza 0 and I have Nier and I want to play those two games too so like I'm going to probably finish this campaign and then put it on the shelf for a bit and not do the post game stuff uh, and instead work on these other games because it's not like I'm not as hooked as I was in the first game when I got into that and honestly this is my whole thing is because you know some people at work are telling me again I'm like why would I get it now because I, I would be putting in the most amount of time, the most amount of effort for the least reward. Because I guarantee you, in six months, things are going to be nerfed, things are going to be changed, XP, quests, whatever. That if I tried to play it in six months, if I wanted to, I would be able to get up to speed yeah. like that. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And play the new content. Like, there's just no reason. It's, it's unfortunate, but that's that's one of those things. So unless you're in, And the thing is, at least with WoW, because that's the closest correlation I can make, because that's what I played. Yeah, for years that's, that's a good one to, to relate but, to. But, but, like, a big part of the WoW thing was you wanted, like, to defeat those bosses or those raids or those dungeons before they got nerfed, because, you you know, it was kind of like elitism in a way. You wanted the prestige. You wanted the prestige, yeah. right. Um, to, beat Nefarian, to, be, to defeat yeah. Nefarian, to defeat Nefarian, yeah, you wanted that, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, that's that's really all I've played this week. So nothing really to talk about with that. So I think are we good. I think that's gonna wrap it up. I think that's yeah. gonna wrap it up. That's gonna wrap up this Gamecast episode, folks. Thanks for tuning in and listening and viewing. Uh, write us podcast at allgeek.net. Follow us on Twitter at allgeek. Like us on Facebook, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Tune in next week. Mike and Corey should be back, uh, and we'll discuss what Corey thought of Destiny Two. Uh, maybe get some further impressions by me and see what Mike's been up to. Thanks for uh, injustice too. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we Zom forgot Dragon? all about the Zom Dragon. Yeah, yeah forgot all Zom about Dragon. the uh, the Batman stuff. But whatever. Uh, we'll talk about that next week, everybody. Sorry. Yeah, Mike want to talk about yeah. that. Yeah, so. Zom Dragon, Zom Bear. There you go.